Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 All are welcome here. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Get in tune with the sun, moon, and stars. This is Astrology with Yasmin. Everybody, it's Yasmin Boland here coming to you live and direct from a very dark room in London Town. How are you doing? So I've got a jam-packed show for you uh, today. Um, I'm going to be taking calls and telling you about the new moon and uh, in the first half of the show. And in the second half of the show, I'm actually going to flip over to an interview I did earlier on today with the most amazing woman called Lynn Bell, who is a master astrologer. And I don't use that term lightly. I don't call everyone a master astrologer just because they're uh, they're well-known. But she's really well-known within the astrological community. And I'm lucky enough to have learned from her over the years. In fact, when I first moved to Paris uh, many years ago now, probably around 2005, Everybody kept saying to me, oh, you must meet Lynn Bell. You must meet Lynn Bell. And I was like, who is this Lynn Bell? I've never, I actually hadn't heard of Lynn. She's not really well-known sort of, she's not the media astrologer type. She's more the astrologer's astrologer type. So she's the kind of, she does all the conferences that astrologers go to. So members of the public don't necessarily know about her per se, uh, but astrologers all know about Lynn Bell. So eventually I was like, oh, okay, so I better beat this Lynn Bell. So eventually we had a cup of tea and that was really nice and had a cake and she's got this beautiful house in Paris and flat that she's been in for all the time I've known her. And um, and then eventually at one point she kind of said, well, maybe you'd like to have some lessons. I think she thought that I was like picking her brain <laughs> a bit too much. And uh, I was like, sure, why not? So uh, we did lessons together. I Once a week I would go and we would have this big, long conversation about um, uh, astrology. Uh, my husband's coming up in a hurry as if something's not working. Is everything okay? No, I can't hear the sound. You can't hear the sound, what, on the Facebook? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. Um, can anybody else hear the sound? Anyway, 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 so eventually, so we did this for a while and that was great and then eventually, um, actually to my absolute delight, eventually uh, Lynn said to me, okay, well, I think we've covered everything. Um, I remember at one point she said, do you know about Fedaria? And I said, yeah, I know about Fedaria. And uh, they're great. And, and she said, you know what, I think we're done. We're done, Yasmin, well done, you know. And I think she felt that I was then ready to be unleashed onto an unsuspecting astrological community because she knew I was really into astrology and I think she I don't know was she putting me through my paces she just wanted to be my teacher I don't know she wanted me to like stop picking her brain and start paying her for lessons I don't know Lynn you have to tell me but eventually she said we're done that's fine Yasmin I think you're you're good to go and I'm like yay 
so uh, yeah, so that was great. So anyway, in the second half of today's show, I have a the whole of it will be taken up talking to Lynn with an interview I did with her about um, about the recent move of the lunar nodes from Gemini and Sagittarius into Taurus and Scorpio. Now, the reason why it came to mind to do this was actually I did uh, I, I did her workshop yesterday, so I'm still learning from her. Um, I did her workshop yesterday, which was brilliant, uh, which was all about the move of the nodes. And one thing she was talking about, which I found so fascinating that I hadn't thought of myself at all, was, um, you know, all this constant blah, blah, blah we've been having all over the world for the past, um, I don't know, how long has it been? Nearly two years of the pandemic. Has it been two years yet? I'm not even sure. I've lost track of time now. But what she was saying about the nodes that was so interesting, and we don't really go, we won't really go into this in my interview today. So it's sort of good to sort of tell you this now and it's kind of a bit of context for what you'll hear in the second half of the show. But she was saying about how, you know, I mean, Gemini, well, she didn't say this, actually. I'm saying this. Gemini, I said this in a post yesterday. It's kind of the mouthy sign. It's the blah, 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 blah sign. And Sagittarius is the sort of hot air sign that likes to pontificate, loves the sound of its own voice. Excuse me. And as I said in this post yesterday, if you are Gemini or Sagittarius, please don't be offended because we all have Gemini and Sagittarius in our chart somewhere. Okay, that's just the way astrology works. So, you know, if you're, um, if you're Taurus rising, for example, then you've got Gemini on your second house. If you're Aries rising, you've got Gemini on your third house. If you're Sagittarius rising, you've got Gemini on your seventh house. We've all got all the signs in our chart and all the houses rule different parts of our lives. The seventh house is love. The first house is the way you come across in the world. The second house is cash, property and possessions. Anyway. But in a general sense, what she said I thought was so interesting and actually quite freaking heartening, if I may say. Sorry, I didn't mean to say freaking. Um, but basically what she was saying, it makes so much sense, is we're going to actually now just move away from this relentless blah, blah, blah of the whole world constantly talking about who's right and who's wrong and, you know, wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask. Well, you should wear a mask. It's very selfish. No, your civil liberties are at stake. You know, everybody disagreeing with everyone. I mean, you know, Neil Young, he's the master. I'm quitting Spotify. Oh, you're against free speech. I'm Joe Rogan all the way. You know, it's this sort of thing that we've had on and on and on. So one thing with astrology to understand is that um, things don't just switch on and switch off. The nodes have changed signs, so now we're going to get this calming down and it's going to be more about the nodes being in Taurus and Scorpio, which we will talk about, which Lynn does talk about in the interview, which you'll hear after the break. So, yeah, so stick around for that. Um, also what I would like to tell you now is that we are, we've just had the, we're in the dark moon phase of the lunar cycle right now. So it's when everything's just falling away and it can be a time when people don't feel that great. Um, I actually feel fine mostly, touch wood, in the dark moon. Um, I, I don't, I guess I don't fight it. I guess I'm aware of it. 
Um, I did a dark moon ceremony this morning on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, just look for Yasmin Boland. Um, I, I kind of think I might have done it in the Moonology Manifesting Challenge area, but it's not too late to join that. You can just sign up. It's free and you'll get the dark moon ceremony I did today. And um, and it's the time to just let everything go, to let it wither. I use the analogy today, you know, if you've got, imagine when in, in, in at, you know, winter, when you've got the dry brown leaves that are just when they're really dry and they're so dry you can just crush them and they just, you know, they just fall out of your hands into dust. Well, that's kind of what we need to do at this point in the cycle. And um, why? Because tomorrow brings the new moon uh, in the sign of Aquarius, okay, in the sign of Aquarius. Now, I'm actually just going to quickly Google something because I can't remember it and I shouldn't have to remember it. It's not my field, so please don't be upset with me for not knowing. 2022 is the year of the tiger, right? So 2022 is going to be the year of the tiger. I knew it was a good one. And... Um, Basically what I want to tell you, apart from anything else, is that the new moon in Aquarius is always when we get Chinese New Year. Now, I'm not, I'm not a Chinese astrologer, obviously. I don't really even know much about, um, about Chinese astrology per se. I couldn't really tell you what uh, the Year of the Tiger even means, although... I could say, you know, the tiger's quite a ferocious animal, uh, but can be, so I'm sure you can pet a tiger and it will purr, but then it can also really go after what it wants. So maybe that's a bit like that. Maybe it's a bit like a year where you want to kind of, um, you know, hopefully don't poke the tiger. Uh, maybe a year to try and keep calm so you don't provoke the tiger. Um, I mean, you can look all that up if you are interested, but for me, what the year of the tiger, well, what, what tomorrow represents the new moon in Aquarius, it's the new, the start of the new Chinese year. But really what's very important for me is that we have the new moon taking place pretty much on top of the strong and stable planet Saturn, okay? So that is big. Now, why? Well, for one thing, because what it means is this new moon is ideal for goal setting, okay? So I know we did goals at the start of the year. I hope you did goals at the start of the year. Maybe you're one of these people who's like, I don't make goals. I don't like goals because then I just get disappointed. Some people say that and that's fair enough. No one's going to force you into doing anything. I, on the other hand, am a massive believer in intentions and commitments and goals. In fact, one of my favourite things in the world, ask my husband, is making lists. I love a list. You just write your list down and you know what you've got to do. There's no panic. There's no worry. You don't sort of wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, I didn't do such and such because you've got a list and you, every time you think of it, you go, oh, yeah, I'll just add that to my list. And then there's that beautiful satisfaction of ticking things off. In fact, there are plenty of people out in the world who, um, who do lists just for the pleasure of um, ticking them off. I know that because uh, I know people who do that. Um, anyway, so, sorry, I'm just, just, give me one second here. I'm just 
progressing with a bit of technology. Um, there we are. I'm just trying to do one thing. So, yeah, so the new moon tomorrow, let me just tell you where and when it's taking place. So it's taking place, like I said, in the sign of Aquarius. It'll be taking place in um, London. It's tomorrow, 5.45 a.m., so basically by the time most of us will be waking up. In Sydney, it's on the February the 1st at at 4.45 p.m., so quarter to five in the afternoon. L.A., 31st of January at quarter to 10 p.m., so 9.45 p.m. And in New York, it's February the 1st at quarter to one in the morning, um, basically quarter to one in the morning, 0045. Um, okay, so that is a really big thing. If you are feeling confined now, watch out because uh, that could be exacerbated by this satin... Um, Saturn energy, but what I like to think is this: we have had uh, a stack of um, Saturn square Uranus uh, links in the past twelve months, and that has been very trying for the whole of humanity, as you might have noticed. And it's all been about feeling confined and things shrinking down, and just everyone withdrawing and all that. And that's, you know, and wanting to break out, Saturn Square Uranus was like people saying, let me out of here, I can't take it anymore. Anyway, sorry, don't mean to shout. So we had the last of those on December 24, Christmas Eve, for those of us who celebrate Christmas. And we're kind of still feeling it. And as I said today, my dark moon ceremony, it's sort of like we've gone from, that was quite difficult, difficult, you could say negative. And then... Now we're moving away from it and we're kind of now in a neutral state and that definitely applies to us here in the UK. You know, the pandemic seems to have peaked, please God, touch wood. Omicron has indeed saved us all, please God, touch wood. You know, they're saying that in the next few weeks they're going to change the law so you don't even need to isolate if you have COVID because... I don't know, because it's so mild or I don't know if they're just sick of people isolating, but they're saying, you know, you don't have to isolate for the flu or a cold. You won't have to isolate if you get COVID. Um, all the restrictions are off. You no longer need to wear a mask if you don't want to and all that sort of stuff. So we're kind of like coming out of it. It's very, very textbook astrology here. But here's the thing. The new moon tomorrow is taking place conjunct Saturn, which has been involved in the Saturn square Uranus, you know, stuff that's been going on that has been all about restrictions and let me out of here i like to think that the new moon tomorrow is basically going to be the start of the unlocking so it's like saturn is in aquarius which is a sign of humanity tomorrow the new moon is triggering saturn in aquarius so it's like turning the lock and then later in february uh which if you're in my sun moon and stars membership i'm doing a big talk on this um it's going to be about the Jupiter-Uranus uh, alignment that's going to help us all finally set ourselves free, okay? So that's basically where we are, um, and it's all very, very heartening. And, you know, if you, if you didn't make your new moon wishes at the start of 2022, make them now because... Um, it's really about goal setting. All right, so I want to just try and take one call uh, before we um, go to the break and then it will be Lynn Bell for the second half of the show, yeah, me and Lynn Bell. Um, Lynn Bell and I. 
Let us take um, Ginny's call. Ginny, are you there? Hello, hello. I can hear you. Hello, Ginny. Hello. All right, Ginny doesn't seem to be coming through, but I am going to give her a reading anyway. Ginny, if you can hear me, um, I drew you a card, and your card is very interesting. You have got the Clear Your Mind card. So that suggests to me that whatever is going on in your life right now, you need to just clear your mind so you can get clarity. Okay, so you can get clarity. So, Ginny, clear your mind. Okay, let's see if we can take another call. Do we have, uh, is it Ruano or is it Aaron on the line? Let me know. Are you it's there? It's Rebecca. Hello? I'm here. Hello? I'm here. Hello? Hello? Hi. So, what is your name? Hi, this is Rebecca Ruano. It's a pleasure Hi, to speak with you, Yasmin. Hi, Rebecca. Nice to hear your voice. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I, um, I'm a, my, my heart's shaking a little. I'm so pleased to be on the phone with you. I completed the Moonology Certification course last December, and I'm following you on, on all your places, and I was hoping you could look at my chart. I know you have something planned for the second half of this show, um, but I have... Um, I've been self-teaching astrology for the, like the last three years, and I have Mercury um, doing some funny stuff with this retrograde. And I was just wondering if you could take a look at that and tell me if, what you see. Okay, look, I would do that, except that, unfortunately, I don't have your time, date, and place of birth. So, Louis, do you want to just take that? I don't want Rebecca to say it on air because I don't think in this day and age we really want to uh, be giving our time, date and place of birth over the airways <laughs> for everyone to hear. So, Louis, if you take Rebecca off air, put in her time, date and place of birth and, uh, and we'll try and squeeze it in before we go to the break. Um, in the meantime, while hopefully Louis and Rebecca do that secret squirrel business, I'm going to do a card for everybody who's watching, Okay or listening, or watching the uh, replay, or um, listening to the replay. Because this show goes out on unityonlineradio.org, and it also goes out, oops, there we are, there's our card. All right, so here's our card. This is for you. If this card is for you, say, this card is for me. Is the, oh, it's so weird. Literally... When Rebecca was going to come on the show, I drew her a card and then when I, she, I couldn't speak to her because we didn't have her details. Um, that's so amazing. I've literally drawn the same card. So, Rebecca, this is for you, but it's also for all of us. Amazing. Okay, it's a really nice card. Are you ready? We all got it. Be proud of yourself, okay? So whoever you are, wherever you are, and especially if you're someone who's been doing the Moonology Manifesting Challenge with me, be proud of yourself. Be proud of what you've achieved. Be proud of what you've accomplished. So that's a beautiful message for all of us. All right, so I now have um, I now have your details. And, uh, Rebecca, I won't be a minute. I'm just going to input them. 
Uh, okay. Give me a second. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, oh, now, this is the weird thing. When you're Washington, D.C., I never know what to put in. Oh, it's District of Columbia, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. I get confused. Oh, yeah, for the when state, it's, yeah. <laughs> what do I put in? District of Columbia is, is usually what you put in for the state. Yeah, it's sometimes. I mean, I'm not sure what, what the software you're can using you is showing. Me, can you give sometimes me it, a, a, a big town? I've had this problem before. Um, um, sometimes computer, Walter Reed. Sorry? Sometimes Walter Reed comes up, Walter Reed Medical Center, or um, uh, the nearest town is Bethesda. Beth it starts Beth, Edessa, in uh, Maryland, I think. Bethesda. How do you spell that? Uh, How do you spell Bethesda? B-E-T-H. Uh, and then after that, it usually comes up. <laughs> That's not, let's see. But uh, E-S-D-A. All right. Uh, it's an unusual word. It's a lovely word. Let's see if we can find it. Nope. No, this is really annoying. Okay, you know what? I don't think I don't think we're going to be able to do this because otherwise we're going to be here for ten minutes trying to work out where you were born, and this the computer will not recognise Washington. Um, you're going to have to come up with something for me, or we'll just have to. Oh, 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 Bedessa. Oh, I'm sorry, Bedessa, Maryland. It'll be like under State Maryland. I'm sorry. That's all right. Hey, well done. Thank you, darling. Well done. Okay, so I have your chart here. Are you Leo rising, Aquarius with Leo I, moon? As, as I've started to learn in the last few years, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. So, all right, there we are, Rebecca. We've got your chart. So what would you like to know? Okay, so um, I am – so I noticed that the Mercury retrograde started like just before it came into conjunction with my mercury and my natal mercury and it was also um you know conjunct to my moon my rising and then and then and then it started the retrograde so it almost hit my natal mercury and then it comes back it comes back over my sun and then it's and then it stops you know and it's going to come back again and then finally meet up with my natal mercury and i understand you know, Mercury retrogrades every four, this year, four times a year. But this time it's, like, just lining right up. And I'm just, you know, I just wonder if there's anything that I should be aware of that I'm, you know, that I'm, because I'm still just learning this, and I just sort of saw that that's happening. Is there anything that I should be aware of or anything that would, you know, that you're seeing that I, I oh, and then I had kind of another question. Forgot, but right. I know we don't, okay. we're running out of time. I can answer that for you. Just give me a second. So basically, uh, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about Mercury retrograde. I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, it's gone back over your sun. Maybe you second-guessed yourself a bit. It's gone back into your sixth house. Maybe you're rethinking your daily life. What's really big in your chart right now is the fact that you have uh, Saturn on your, basically on your Mercury-Mars midpoint. 
you've had Saturn on your Mercury, mm-hmm. you've had it on your Sun. You've been through a tough time, and it's not quite over yet, but it's nearly over. <laughs> Saturn is nearly nearly done with you uh, for quite a few years. So I would be focusing on that, Rebecca. Basically, let me just tell you when. Uh, so it looks like middle by the middle of February. So what I would be doing, rather than worrying about Mercury at this point, I would be thinking about the fact that by about the 10th of February, you're out of this Saturn cycle. It's gone over your Venus some time ago, your Sun, your South Node, your Mercury, and it will go over your Mars. You've been Saturn. And now yeah. what's happening the, is you're the moving Saturn out of that Jupiter period. Conjunction. I'm sorry. Well, the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction was right on my degree. So I've been, yeah, I've been feeling the pinch, and I appreciate the confirmation from you. (laughs) Yeah. So what I would be doing is I would be spending time um, thinking about what you've learned in the last couple of years, probably mainly essentially during the pandemic, um, and also I told you a weird thing happened is that I drew you a card and then um, and then anyway the card is be proud of yourself. So be proud of what you've learned, but also process it. Think about it. Okay, it's really important. Forget about Mercury retrograde for now. It's got nothing on all the Saturn action that's been in your chart for the past few years. Hmm. All right. Okay, thank you so much. Yes, I I appreciate we, we, it. We're actually out of time, much. Rebecca. So thank you. Seriously, Saturn. Think about it. Process it. That's your gift. I'll be back afterwards with Limbell. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 Promoting positivity and inclusivity, you're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Find out what's happening in the skies. Welcome back to Astrology with Yasmin. So welcome everybody to today's episode of Astrology with Yasmin and today I have a really amazing treat for you that we've organized at the last minute. Yesterday I did a workshop with the amazing astrologer Lynn Bell who I've known for many many years now. She is exceptional, I would say she's world renowned and uh, she's also a beautiful friend of mine and it's been too long since we've gone out for a Café Gourmet in Paris but (laughs) once this whole pandemic thing's finished I'll be back Lynn. So welcome Lynn. we're going to talk today about the nodes, which is what uh, Lynn was talking about 
at the workshop yesterday, although I will say, and I'll give more information, um, Lynn is actually going to be doing a, uh, a workshop about the astrology of 2022. I'll put a link above, but basically if you go to ubiquityuniversity.org and look for Lynn Bell's name, L-Y-N-N-B-E-L-L, you'll find um, her workshop there, but I'll put a link as well. But Lynn, tell us, for those of us, uh, well, for, those, for people who are listening, who are going, I keep hearing about the nodes. What are these nodes? Because <laughs> let's hear it from, from you. What the nodes are, and then we're going to talk about where they are for everyone. We'll see how much time we've got. Well, the nodes are this mysterious part of the moon's orbit that moves backwards through the zodiac. But it doesn't mean they're retrograde in the way Mercury or Venus goes retrograde. It means they permanently are going backwards. So it's, it's something in our lives that's revealing what needs to be let go of and a new area that needs to be brought into our lives. Um, there's a lot of mythology that's risen about the nodes. We call them, the North node is called the head of the dragon and the South node, the tail of the dragon. And all you need to know is that the tail of the dragon, the South node is actually what's, what is asking you to let go. So when the nodes change signs, they're suddenly acting in a whole new area in your life and uh, sometimes in a whole new house in your life. And uh, this becomes really important. Now, letting go sounds great, but, but it can be a little bit more complicated. Sometimes you let go by going into a difficult place first or repeating a pattern that maybe you've been running for a while and you need to let go of it. Um, you only later uh, after repeating it or reactivating something and saying, what is this and how did I get here that you know you need to let go of it. And one thing I loved about your workshop yesterday was your definition of, you know, the the, the split between the, the head and the body of, of the dragon, yeah. basically. And the idea that the North Node is, is insatiable uh, because, you know, whatever it takes into its mouth doesn't nourish it, doesn't doesn't do anything goes yeah. out the bottom of its neck I suppose <laughs> yeah. um so um, and, that's, and it's true because well and that comes from Hindu mythology and that where the north node is called Rahu and um this demon you know just managed to lick up a few drops of immortality and then he got his head got chopped off so he's permanently split so the nodes have to do with these places we tend to get split from ourselves um, and we repair in different ways. Sometimes we move with the North Node, but of course the North Node is, is an extremist, as is the South Node. So if you had to sum up the North Node, the meaning, and let's talk about by transit, yeah. as in what's happening now, because that's what everyone's going to be very interested in, I think. But if you had to sum up the North Node and the South Node, how would you sum them up? Because one thing I loved about your interpretation yesterday as well was you were very much, you know, let's not all hate on the South Node. <laughs> Yeah, well, because the South Node has, you know, if you think of it as somebody who's eaten lunch and gets their head chopped off, they're full, you know, like there's a lot in there. Yeah. But it's, it's almost like not gaining new ground, but it, there's huge treasures in the South Node. And very often where the South Node is in your birth chart, which depends on your year of birth, um, and, uh, the South Node spends about, the Node spent 18 months in each sign access. So there's a small generational group with the nodes in the same sign or the, and then nine years later in the opposite sign. Um, however, 
there are also gifts associated with the South Node. And, um, and, and, and I, I wanted to talk about that yesterday because I've seen it so clearly over the years in people's charts. Right, so yeah, I mean, I always think of the North Node as where you need to go uh, for happiness and fulfillment in this lifetime. And the South Node is where you might fancy staying because it's comfy and you kind of already know it and it's like the old slippers that are comfortable, but the North Node pushes you out of your comfort zone and, and actually is probably where you need to go. Does that fit with your interpretation of it? Um, I, I, I know this interpretation of the nodes and for years, that's how I saw it. I got it from Michael Luton. Yeah, and um, you know, this is an interpretation that came in and the nodes haven't always been seen this way, right? So uh, uh, right now, the idea is that the South Node is both a place, I always think that the South Node you need to go to when you need to be resourced. But if you stay there too long, you it's like drinking flat champagne. Yeah. And uh, and it's just it just doesn't do it for you anymore. So you have to go out into that new territory, that unknown territory of the North Node, where you're reaching out there to gather more towards you. And it's true. It's not your comfort zone necessarily. So you're saying kind of go backwards and forwards. Yeah. Depending on what's going on in your life. And I find that very, very often when people, um, you know, when your South Node is activated, it can often mean um, that people come into your life. Who, who feel very connected to you. You don't have to make any effort to get to and, know and them. And very familiar, yeah. Yeah, and then with the North Node, you meet people who are part of your destiny. They'll take you to a place you wouldn't know how to get to otherwise. Okay, so and we will get to the through the houses in a minute, but I just want to ask you something else, Lynn, because what some people won't know is that, in fact, wherever the, uh, the, the nodes go is the eclipses follow. So a North Node eclipse versus a South Node eclipse, what would you say to that? Uh, or is it going to depend on if it's a new or a fall or? Yeah, I think it's going to depend on whether it's a lunar or a solar eclipse, right. Um, I'm not going to generalize about that, uh, but basically the when you have a full moon eclipse, your um, eclipses always give you an opportunity to clear something out. And sometimes they give you a huge boost. Um, and they can be, you know, they can also, you know, make you really revved up and almost inhuman in your like desires, you know, like they're not, they're not neutral. Uh, the notes yeah. are not neutral places. Uh, so they're, they're very hard to keep balanced. Because mm. the thing is, when I see a, an eclipse on the North Node, especially in a, a new moon eclipse, a solar eclipse on the North Node, I'm always like, yeah, but then when I see one on the South and I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? But you're saying, no, you don't have to be like that. No, I don't think so. And in fact, in, in, in Hindu astrology, a South Node eclipse is like a real opportunity for spiritual growth because you, you just, you recognize you don't need something anymore. Mm. You don't have to hang on to that thing. And the South Node really helps in the spiritual process, in that process of stripping down, right? Mm. Whereas the North Node you know, when you're cleaning your closet, you could say that's pretty much South Node. Uh, you know, you're dealing with the past. Yeah. But when you become obsessed with it and you can't have one single extra thing in your apartment and everything has to look perfect, then that's probably the North Node overdoing. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. All right, so what, we're going, what I'm going to do here um, is I'm going to talk, uh, we're going to talk through the 
current, the new configuration that we've got to play with now, which uh, about a week or so ago, the nodes changed signs for those of you who don't know. And they moved from, um, they moved from Gemini Sag axis to Taurus Scorpio axis. And I'm going to share my screen with a bit of luck. So here we go. Can you see that, Lynn? I can. This is, uh, for those of you who don't know, this is solar fire. Oh, uh, okay, so let's start with Aries. Now, for anyone, listen to your rising sign. If you're listening on the radio and you can't see it, don't worry. But if you're watching this on Facebook, have a look. If you can't see it, don't worry. We'll explain. But listen to your rising sign for reasons we won't bother explaining here. So, yes. So, Lynn, let's talk through the 12 signs just briefly, you know, just in a nutshell. Yeah top of the mind if so people if they're aries or aries rising they've got the north node in the second house and the south node in the eighth house well here you know aries loves to rush forward into life and is more than happy to get rid of anything that's in its way right and yet and that getting rid of process is the south node in the eighth house but with the north node in the second Aries are asked to think say if i do this am i going to want to keep it if i go towards this person, this job, is this going to be something that's going to stay with me for a while? And this is the key question the North Node is asking. Okay. All right. I mean, one thing I would also say about that is just because the second house is, you know, cash problem possessions and the eighth house is more joint finances, maybe, I mean, in my way that I've always looked at, I would say now's the time to move towards standing on your own two feet financially. But you might say, find a balance between standing on your own two feet, but also not being afraid of being collaborative. Well, one of the things that could happen is if you are impulsive and find yourself in trouble and have to go to someone else to bail you out, that could come with huge conditions right now because the South Node will reveal that pattern of being dependent on other mm. people. Because Lynn's a psychological astrologer. Yeah. All right. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> Let's go to Taurus or Taurus rising people. So they've got the North Node in the first house and the South Node in the seventh house, which, by the way, is your love zone. Yeah. Yeah. The um, uh, these this is a kind of a great place. It's almost like starting to feel good about who you really are and not allowing yourself to get bent out of shape about the beloved what the beloved thinks of you or mm -hmm. doesn't think of you or yeah. uh and one of the things to watch out for are obsessive love relationships that yeah pull you off center but with this nodal access that's really unlikely okay because yeah. not only is the north node in the first but it, but it's going to conjunct uranus the freedom planet in the sky. Yes, that'll be fun. Yeah. So All right. Yeah. Now we have a Gemini rising. Yeah, well, the Gemini risings, um, <laughs> you know, they're, they, they're overworking a little bit. Uh, and they've been, you know, they've been trying to keep it going. You know, so extroverted signs have had a really hard time during the lockdown because they need people and they need conversations. So they're just probably on the point of exhaustion and, and need to like go spend some time with their body, chilling out. A bit of zen. Nature, be zen. Yeah. Ditch Let the workaholism. Go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. 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 This is great. So the uh, Cancerian rising people, they've got the North Node in the 11th house and the South Node in the 5th house. Yeah. Well, this is, this again is wherever you, 
you know how sometimes we love something and then we love it so much it becomes an addiction. Uh, <laughs> so this is uh, really to to cool it, to be larger, you know, to step back and think of the other person as another human and not just as your love object or your satisfactory object, whether it's a part, a lover, a child, a pet, you know, like whatever it happens to be, just step back. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's what I would say with these notes. Okay. Yes. And and try and think of humanity as well, more than just mm. being obsessed with the, that person. Yeah. Very good. Cool. Okay. So now we're looking at Leo rising, uh, who uh, they've got uh, North Node in the 10th and South Node in the 4th, not to mention yeah, this is one of the sign. Yeah. yeah. This is a nodal position that actually wakes up a lot of issues with family of origin or, or current family. And it tends to, you, you can find that your emotional interactions with other people try, try, to, try to pull you into places you don't want to go. And this is true with the node in Scorpio generally. Uh, uh, as uh, Stephen Forrest says, Scorpio is about all the things nobody wants to talk about or deal with. And with the South Node going through there, uh, it's certainly waking these up. And it can bring up things from your past. Uh, and um, it, can, it can bring up anxiety about uh, security and where you live. Uh, and so it's up to making a project to make yourself as stable and as solid as possible. Okay. And, you know, maybe a good time to do a bit of career stuff rather than obsessing about domestics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now Virgo rising, which is North Node in the ninth and South Node in the third. Well, so this again is, it's, you know, Taurus Scorpio is one of those oppositions where, you know, Taurus is chill um, and can just spend a moment being natural being appreciating the simple things and this nodal axis is in the houses of the mind so on the other hand the south node in scorpio can be like major anxiety and all these questions and doubt and wondering and it's so it's kind of the advice is be, be chill be chill that's how <laughs> i like something. it and, and especially learn. if you're Virgo rising because right. you guys do need to chill because you're just too conscientious sometimes yeah yeah and be and just realize that it is going to work out it doesn't matter how much you fret you exactly. are going to get there love it love it love it love it all right so now we get to Libra rising so they've got north node in the eighth and south node in the second well this is um you know Libra rising loves you know, houses can have a little bit of a, a princess complex or a prince complex, you know, only the beautiful things for me. And here you're really asked to share what you have with other people. Yeah. And I, you know, that can be, that can be stressful. <laughs> uh, uh, but you can't keep everything for yourself with this particular nodal access. Yeah. And no, that's no. okay, because there's always a cycle in which we give more and sometimes we get less. And um, don't stress about that. If it's temporarily imbalanced in your life, it will balance at a future time. Yes, share your toys. All right, Scorpio rising. So they've got the south node in their sign and they have the north node in their love zone. Right, well, um, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this is get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> get over yourself and really 
bring what you can to relationship to make the other people feel good about being with you. You know, because Scorpio rising can be a little bit tricky. They adore you, but then they test you by doing something a little bit destabilizing. <laughs> and they only do this because they themselves have experienced such powerful emotions that they need to know whether they can trust the other person. But this is a year where you can really move into trust in relationship, and that's fantastic. Yeah, good. All right. And also, I would say, looking at that, you know, like, even if your love life is a bit unstable at the moment because of Uranus being in there, don't shy away from it. Don't just say, right, that's it, I'm going to be a monk, because there is stuff to be gained by pushing out of your comfort zone in relationships. Yeah, in the so, end, it will, you know, you, it does, it may not work at the first try. Yeah, know, but, uh, but, but yes. don't just give up and go and live, you know, in a cave. Yeah. All right, Sag rising. So they've got North Node in the sixth house and South Node in the twelfth house. Yeah, well, the Sag risings, you know, they love to run around the world. They love to adventure. But this time it's like getting really serious about something, you know, learn, doing something that gives them real self-knowledge uh, that helps other people uh, and, and actually enjoying it. One of, one Alexa, of stop. Sorry, Alexa's interrupting. Keep going, Lynn, sorry. Yeah, one of the wonderful things is that um, the North Node in Taurus invites us to enjoy what we're doing this year, wherever it falls. So this means you could really like the work you do. And if you don't, find some work you do like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, you know, don't just go so far up your spiritual path that you kind of lose touch with all the stuff yeah. you've got to do. Yeah, it's not, it's not the the year to let go out to the ashram exactly or if, exactly or if you do that you need to be involved in building housing for the yes. people who live around the ashram yes and do yeah. your duty yeah okay um capricorn rising so they've got the north node in the fifth house and the south node in the 11th house oh the capricorn rising people are you know they're actually called to have more fun than usual <laughs> Good, because then they, they, yeah, I mean, they need to have some fun. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there is that, you know, Capricorns are always pushing forward. And basically, you know, you may try to get other people together to do what you want to do and accomplish something. And it's not going to end up being where the most satisfaction comes in. It's going to come much more from yeah. actually just allowing yourself to really enjoy life. And yeah, and be creative and just do yeah. your own thing a bit. Don't get lost in the crowd. Yeah. Alrighty, so uh, Aquarius rising. So Aquarius rising people have got Saturn in their first house right now. So that's an interesting time for them anyway. Yeah. They've got uh, North Node in the fourth house and South Node in the tenth house. Yeah, they're they're trying to find this whole this whole idea of stability, like how much is how much is too much? You know, because Aquarians love to be free, but they that right now they need to kind of find out. What, how to define freedom with security and um it may be a time to uh, there will be crises in work and so there may be a need to spend more time on an inner level uh, uh, be more private be with the be intimate with yourself and with the people close to you yeah beautiful and finally pisces rising so they've got the north node in their third house and the south node in their ninth house well pisces rising are just like suddenly discovering that one of the many things they thought possible is really possible and they are so excited 
uh, to be learning about it, that they want to tell a lot of people about it. But Pisces, you know, you have the key. You understand a lot of what's going on this year. It's your, your, you, you have your finger on the cosmic pulse. I mean, you always do, but sometimes you're like spinning around <laughs> and, and can't really communicate it. But this year is your year yes. to be able to tell other people, to explain to other people uh, what's going on. Beautiful, Lynn. Thank you. All right. So I just I want to conclude now because it's really the time we've got. But just to just to go back to something you said, and then I want to talk, talk to you just a little bit more about your workshop. Um, so you were saying, you know, I love that you were saying about um, with the North Node in Taurus, one of the things is to get enjoyment, to look at where the enjoyment lies and what you can get enjoyment from. What about how would you, that's a lovely little summing up. What about Scorpio? What would be the South Americans, what's this little summing up of that? Well, you know, Scorpio means on one level or another. I was I was talking about how Scorpio has to do with the different toxins we accumulate, you know, whether those are psychological or emotional or especially in the last few years. Yeah, you know, we've all gotten we're all like holding a lot of stuff and we're angry at people we don't even though yeah. we're outraged yeah. at people we don't even know. And it's really time to let go of all that. And if you can't let go of it, the area where the South Node is is going to create trouble for you. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, okay. let's, let's put it that way. I think that's perfect. I, I totally agree with you. So, Lynn, just tell us a little bit um, about your workshop coming up. Lynn really is one of the best astrologers and one of the most widely recognized astrologers in the whole wide world, okay? So you've got a chance to go and listen to Lynn talking uh, at this Astrology of 2022 workshop she's doing, which, as I said, is uh, if you go to the ubiquityuniversity.org and then just type in Lynn Bell, L-Y-W-N Bell. I think there's an URL if we put it on the Facebook site, it'll be. Oh, easy. yeah, no, I'll definitely put a link, but just for people who are listening to it on the radio. Um, so what can they expect at the workshop? I mean, obviously, okay. you're going to talk about it, but give us a broad brushstroke. Well, I'm going to talk about all the general planetary movements of the year. And, you know, we've just we've just ended Venus retrograde. Right. And uh, we've, we've had this major contraction at the beginning of the year. And what's coming is a huge release. Um, and then a new energetic, just a barreling forward in the middle of the year. And then again, as we get later in the year, a little bit of that squeeze or that contraction, it's a little less mm, propitious, let's say, for uh, being out there dancing every night. <laughs> um, uh, so, but I'm going to talk about these in astrological terms. There's an archetypal language with the planets that uh, explains this and do some visualizations and um, mm. uh, help people get into contact with this. Now, the workshops on February 7th in the U. If you're in Australia, it's probably it might end up being in the middle of the night for you, but you can always listen to the replay. Right. And if um, uh, depending on where you are it's in the morning california time basically yeah I'm doing it for well, I, I will say you know to anybody if you are interested in astrology do this workshop because lynn is great and it will give you an idea of you know the roadmap if you need a bit more of an idea of a roadmap all yeah. right lynn well i'm going to leave it there um right. just we didn't to, talk about gemini sag okay yeah. let's just well let's talk a little bit okay it's we're going to finish by referring to what we've just come out of we've got about four minutes or three minutes left let's talk about what we've just finished with lynn well you know the notes were in gemini and sagittarius and south node in sagittarius is everybody's right 
<laughs> and everybody else is wrong. Gemini splits the world in two and Sagittarius is convinced it's got the truth. But the South Node indicates an almost negative pattern that will keep you, it will keep you on a path of negative evolution if you go too far in that. And um, one of the things we were really talking about in the workshop yesterday was how, and I'll, I'll talk about this again on February 7th or 8th if you're into Australia, um, is that we've had to be able to hold what we were really asked to do is hold more than one point of view and most of us didn't manage to do that of course so this is this you know the nodes aren't just an easy ride uh they really require extra effort from us but you know that's longer than we have to talk about today and that's and that's not least because now what's going to happen is we've had all the gemini sag eclipses and now we're going to have all the Taurus um, Scorpio eclipses. It's right. not always exact because when the nodes are near the end, sometimes you get an out of sign eclipse. But overall, like this year, all the eclipses are on the same axis. So wherever we've talked about in your chart, wherever Lynn has mentioned in your chart is basically the two hotspots, the, the, the hotspots in your chart now as we move through 2022 and the eclipses, because all those, that's the part of your life that's going to be triggered. And eclipses are basically where, you know, they, I like to think of them as they're a portal, like the movie Sliding Doors. If you go through them, you find yourself in a whole new space, but you have to kind of live consciously and, and you know, doing astrology yeah. helps. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I was just like, thinking of them as like some kind of black gemstone on a thread, right? Mm. Where you have the white pearl of the normal lunations. Maybe that's because I'm looking at your background. Yes. <laughs> and then there's that black one. And it's pretty spooky. Uh, <laughs> spooky time with the eclipses there. So exactly. A lot more to say about this, but yes. Well, great to Rosaline's workshop. <laughs> yeah, and you can also have a look at my website, which is astrolo www.astrologylinbell.com. Astrologylinbell.com. Brilliant. Right. All right. Well, we'll leave it there because otherwise we'll be out of time. Okay. Great. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA Unity ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash IMDivine2022. 